Hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, a scientific healer, and today I'm going to talk about uh, more about your immune system and helping it detox. And there are two things that have been declared as healthy for you that I'm going to talk about how to avoid and what to substitute to help you boost your immune system, improve your mood, and uh, help your gut lining really stay healthy. So the reason that your immune system is so important uh, is that it helps um, repel and shed off any kind of toxin, any kind of a pathogen, virus, bacterium, fungus, all those things are uh, your body protects you from those things and your body, your immune system is actually in your whole body. Today I want to talk about two specific food items that people have been using as healthy for a long time and they're not. A uh, first thing to remember is that all of these effects that we're talking about are cumulative. It's kind of like you're chipping away at the health. Okay, so you get a little bit of, you know, you get a little bit of secondhand smoke, you use a shampoo, you use the shower with a chlorine in it, you have a little bit of sugar, and now all of these effects are cumulative, especially the toxins like the stuff, the, the methylparabens and the phthalates and a lot of the other things that you find in the, the products that you use on your skin is that they accumulate in your body. And because it's hard for your body, your poor liver, to keep shuttling them out of your body. Uh, I don't want to keep talking about the bad stuff. Today I want to focus on mainly two things. Uh, there is a lot of bad stuff out there. And one of the things that you might not be aware of, you might think is neutral, and that's margarine. And actually there are healthy margarines that have extra phenols in them. Phenols are known to be helpful for cholesterol, for example. And the problem, what you might not realize, so for a long time, margarines have been sold to us as healthy foods because they don't have any um, saturated fats in them. They're made from vegetable oils. But what you might not know is how they make them from vegetable oil. So they pour them into these big vats and they're heated. And as they're heated, they break down the fats um, because oils are longer than fats. So they break down the fats in the oils into fats and the fats then are able to solidify. And what it, what it ends up looking like is this gray ooze right and so this gray ooze is kind of flavorless and um the the this gray ooze is then uh they add things like annatto which is a coloring that turns the butter the margarine into a butter like or yellow color and they add salt and they add other flavors which are also chemical to mimic the flavor of butter Right? So it's naturally not very good tasting. And, and the other problem is that there are these things called trans fats in them. And even a little bit of trans fats aren't good because what they do in the body is they create an inflammation in the bloodstream. 
and then it sends out uh, the liver starts sending out the bad cholesterol or the low density lipoprotein sends out the bad cholesterol that then uh, protects you from the inflammation and it, and it creates a bigger buildup in the arteries than if you had eaten butter, right? So even those healthy, the, the ones with the extra phenols have been shown to not be the, that helpful. And so what we really wanna do is eliminate as much as that is possible. So you say, well, what do I use instead? Well, things that's becoming really popular, if you like the taste of coconut, is to use coconut fat, coconut medium chain triglycerides. This is a, somewhere between a fat and an oil, right? So an oil has a long chain and a fat has a shorter chain. And the medium chain, depending on the temperature in the room, can be either an oil or something you can spread on your sandwich, right? So some people don't like that and there are other ways to to get something spreadable on bread of course butter is actually quite healthy for you if you get grass-fed butter and i get grass-fed unsalted butter and uh, it's really quite tasty on a lot of things it's got a much better omega-3 to omega-6 ratio you want more omega-3 than omega-6. Omega-6 is inflammatory. Omega-3 uh, decreases inflammation. And um, other substitutes could be olive oil, avocado oil, or avocado itself. You can take avocado and spread it, and macadamia nut oil. Of course, you can't spread it, but you can put it on your salads. The other thing that is um, sold as healthy all over the place is canola oil. So you may or may not know there is no such thing as a canola. What canola stands for is Canadian oil. So canola, Canadian oil, canola. And what canola oil is made out of is a rapeseed. So a rapeseed in its original form had a very high percentage of erucic acid. And erucic acid is toxic and it, it affects the um, nervous system. So now what they've had to do is genetically modify. So all canola oil is derived from genetically modified rapeseeds. And so there is a very small percentage of the erucic oil, uh, oil left in it. So it's not nearly as dangerous. But what is dangerous is the way that canola oil is processed. It also is heated in order to extract it properly from the rapeseed. Of course, they also use some um, um, solvents that are not that healthy for you, but it's mainly because it's heated. And then when you end up getting it, it uh, has up to four and a half percent trans fat in it, which is also the unhealthy part. The other thing that's always bothered me about canola oil is if you've ever opened a bag of chips made with canola oil, not that I eat that many chips, but I have done this, or if you go to the store that sells bulk food and you lift up the veggie chips that are made with canola oil, it smells like old, old car oil. It has this kind of burnt smell. It is not very pleasant. And to me, something that you eat should actually smell tasty, not just be healthy, right? I like food that tastes really good. 
So um, alternatives, of course, are the oils I mentioned, coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil, and stuff like that. And you'll also notice that a lot of the healthier snack companies are making crackers, cookies, um, vegetable uh, salad oils, and all those things that previously contained canola oil, are they're now moving to these healthier oils. So in my opinion, it also tastes better. So margarine doesn't taste good, you know, straight out of the vat. They have to add flavors. To me, that's like a, a sure sign of trouble. And canola oil smells rancid. So these healthier oils are a lot better. I also like sesame, you know, fresh pressed sesame oil, uh, even sesame oil that's been a little toasted. And all those things add a lot of really delicious flavors. The other good ones are almond oil, walnut oil. These all contain healthy amounts of vitamin E and healthy amounts of, especially walnut, healthy amounts of omega-3s. So that's it on the oil. And then the other thing that is uh, super healthy or unhealthy for you are the artificial sweeteners like aspartame, sucralose, neotame, asafos, I can't even say it, asasulfame, potassium, and saccharin. And they are used in diet sodas, toothpaste, mouthwashes, through sugar-free candies and cough drops, and a host of other products, especially those that are um, directed towards diabetics because they sugar will increase uh, the blood sugar rapidly and send you to a drop and drops them. And these are zero calorie. Okay, so what's wrong with them if they cut down on your sugar without sacrificing your sweet tooth cravings? Because we as humans are designed to uh, crave and want sweets, right? So then the reason why they're, we're designed and uh, to crave sweets is that fruit are sweet and, you know, we're designed to seek out the sweet fruit instead of the unripe fruit. Like the sweet fruit has, you know, tends to have a red or a red tinge to it. And you pluck it, bite into it, and it's a lot sweeter. So what to do instead? So what's so bad about all those artificial sweeteners? Every single one of the ones that I named, and I will later put them in a list, but, but every single one of those that I named, they affect your gut bacteria very adversely. Remember your gut is one of your first lines of defenses. And in your gut, you have two kinds of bacteria. You have the good bacteria, and there are literally more bacteria in your body because we are kind of like this symbiotic organism with bacteria. We have more bacteria in our body than our 38 trillion cells. We have 38 trillion. And that is uh, a number you can't even imagine. It is like, you know, a thousand times different than the number of people on the planet. We have, what, 7 billion? This is 38 trillion, right? So, um, these bacteria in your gut, you need to have about 85% good bacteria. They help produce your feel-good hormones, um, you know, your, your neurotransmitters, all your feel-good neurotransmitters like serotonin, most of them are produced in the gut. They also are your first line of defense. 
They help keep your um, intestinal lining intact so nothing penetrates. It also produces many of your vitamins, like a lot of your B vitamins are produced by these good bacteria in there. And so you really need them to be there. And the bad bacteria are usually the, the pathogens, um, like E. coli, staphylococcus, and things we tend to have a percentage of those in there. So what happens when we eat these uh, artificial sweeteners is that it's like putting a napalm down your gut and destroying all your bacteria quickly. And if you uh, pay attention to what's happening in your gut, like my gut normally does not produce uh, gas because I keep it healthy by, by the suggestions I'm about to make. So if you t start, if you take one or two cough drops made with uh, um, asulfame, whatever, potassium, if you may, you know, something like that, like Ricola may use as their, uh, some sort of sucralose uh, derivative to um, sweeten their, their sugarless cough drops. And, you know, Ricola herbs, you think mountain herbs, oh, it's got to be healthy, it'll help soothe my throat and all that. Well, I noticed some time ago that I would eat one or two, and then all of a sudden everything was gurgling and bubbling, and uh, everything was not smelling good that was coming out the other end. And I thought, like, what is in there? So I started doing research on this and discovered how much it destroyed your good bacteria, and it would take you several days for your body to recover. Okay, this is the same stuff that happens when you take penicillin. Everything is destroyed in there, and then you have to repopulate your gut. And so all, a lot of these things are put in your mouthwashes and your toothpaste, for example. So you're destroying the good bacteria up here. A lot of us swallow bits and pieces of it. And so you have to be careful even with your toothpaste. So the, the, the other, so the other problem with, you know, disrupting that healthy bacteria I forgot to mention is that it really helps your brain function with all of the neurotransmitters and your brain is so necessary to the healthy functioning of your immune system. So the substitutes that you could put if you don't want any calories in your sweetener is you can use stevia. I use a just pure organic stevia powder. If you've ever had an a stevia leaf, which is an herb that you can grow, and you bite into it, it's very sweet, right? So organic stevia is uh, is quite sweet, and you need to change brands. When it first came out, it tasted soapy to me, and now it's pretty good. I'm a super taster. If I can tolerate it, most people can tolerate it. A super taster has a higher density of taste buds in the bitter region of their mouth. And so everything tastes, everything green for me tastes bitter. So it's really difficult for me to eat vegetables because they all taste bitter, right? So the other ones besides stevia are inulin, xylitol, erythritol. And if you can tolerate them, some people don't like them, but they're all plant-based. These are all plant-based. Other ways to help boost the sweetness of your food is you add a little lemon juice or fruit juice to sweeten it up. And the sour flavor in the lemon really improves, uh, improves it. Not only that, but lemon helps alkalize your body, which I will be talking about 
uh, in the upcoming days about why alkalization of your body really improves your health. It's dramatic what it will do. And so adding that little bit of lemon juice is very helpful. So the way to improve your gut bacteria and cut down on the problem, it, aside from avoiding those sweeteners, is to use safe toothpaste and mouthwash. So you have to read the labels and see what's in there. Eat fibrous and whole organic produce. That will help the gut bacteria proliferate. Eat prebiotic foods like artichoke, green bananas, asparagus, apples. There's a whole list of them. Prebiotics are the food that the good bacteria eat and grow and replenish themselves quickly. And now you can buy organic prebiotic powders. I'll have a link for that later. Free or um, these organic powders that will really repopulate. And since I've been using those, my health has improved and so is my skin texture, right? And um, then the polyphenols like cacao powder, olive oil, green tea, or rooibos tea, the polyphenols, the green tea has these these things in it that really improves health and rooibos tea has the same things and rooibos tea doesn't have any of the taine or the caffeine alkaloid uh, look-alike and so the summary so this is all I have for today is that um, avoid fats that been heated so that includes both margarines and canola oil and instead use olive oil, macadamia nut oil, avocado oil, organic butter, and organic coconut fat. And avoid artificial sweeteners, and instead substitute things like stevia, these are all no to low calorie, stevia, monk fruit sweetener, inulin, erythritol, xylitol, which are all plant-derived, and um, the erythritol, for example, has zero calories, and xylitol has about the same calories as sugar, but does not raise blood sugar the same way. So they're deemed safe for diabetics, for example. And all of these particular sweeteners are shown to be healthy for your healthy gut bacteria to help keep your immune system intact. Because as soon as you destroy your gut bacteria and even the bacteria on your skin and in your mouth, you start um, eroding that immune system of yours. And by doing these two things today, you improve brain function and mood. So I hope that was really helpful for you today. And um, I'm happy to have a conversation with you about, about any of these topics that I've covered and about how to really take back control of your health and your immune system. Because in these really difficult times, especially when um, we are now being bombarded, not only with um, a pandemic, but we now have um, some pe mostly peaceful, but some uh, violence breaking out because of the, you know, of the police brutality charges. And this is all so sad and shocking to all of us. And it's really difficult to, to carry on. So um, like improving your mood is essential and making sure that we're eating right. What happens when we get stressed is we tend to eat the wrong things for us. And I am, I am no exception. I have to fight hard sometimes to stay on track. 
And um, one of the ways I do is I get into daily habits and I'll be talking about those daily habits in the upcoming broadcasts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you being here. Um, when you enjoy this video and it helps you, please give it a thumbs up or a five star rating, share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to my channel. I will see you next time um, on the next video. Thank you so much.